Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comic books. With me, as always, is punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. J. Bidet. Yar! <laughs> oh, meow. No, what is it? I watched Batman Returns last night and I've decided that's my favourite line in any... Like, it's one of my favourite lines in any film. I am Catwoman, hear me wrong. No, no, it's <laughs> a bit where... No, that's it, yeah, so she does... It's Penguin and Batman are just stood there, like having it out like a serious talk and she does like 20 backflips yeah. and just stops and then she sees she's like shocked to see them and just like kind of panics and goes meow yeah. and then oh, there's that... a massive explosion I yeah. laugh my ass off every time but the delivery of that is amazing that meow. is honestly Batman Returns is a gothic masterpiece oh, it's Christmas so film. good oh, it's one of the best Christmas films I fucking love Batman Returns I do watch it every Christmas as well and uh, yeah, you know who else likes Batman Returns? Ben Allen, previous guest of the pod. Go and check out his Facebook. He's done a very funny video. Maybe Talk Nerdy will share it. It is going to be shared. I just got sent loads more to be shared. In fact, I'll share it after this. I will. I'll share it after this. I need to post one more thing today. I will share that. While we're doing shout-outs, let's shout-out Chris Runyon, regular listener of the pod. What's up, man? Hope things are going well over in Japan. Keep up the good work and keep reading some comics. Let me know what you're reading as well, Chris, and uh, we'll talk about some of those. Uh, any shout-outs you want to do, man? Uh, no. The boys over at Skeleton Crew? I mean, they they know. It's kind of implied now, I feel. I feel they, they know, and if they don't know, then now they know. They know. Jay Lee listens, but Fearmouse doesn't. Ryan Horn. I want to give Ryan Horn. Oh, a yeah, shout- Ryan Horn. I want to give Ryan Horn out he's, a shout-out. He's the out. dark horse. He doesn't get enough attention, Ryan it's, Horn. It's been, it's been 2020. It's been a dark year. But yet, the sun has shone on Ryan Horn and given him Simpsons vans. So, oh, I'm so happy for Ryan Horn. I wanted them. You know, the, the ones that I wanted was the, the pink donut sliders. Did you see them? Vicky's got them. Gaz's Vicky. Oh, I went on. I signed up for notification when they went on sale. And I got up a bit too late. Went on. They must have been on sale for maybe half an hour. And they'd gone out of my size. And oh. now they're going on eBay for like hundreds. So... Just, just pay, pay a couple of hundred, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, we're here. We're, 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 not, we're not queer. <laughs> you went to say it. Oh, brilliant. We're, we're here to record another episode. We're going to talk about some comic books we've been reading. This month, week, whatever time scale we're doing this in now, I don't know. But the book club is Kingdom Come. It's the um, DC Elseworlds book that came out in 1996, written by Mark Wade. And art by Alex Ross. So we've both read this. Uh, I pushed it on JB to read because I thought it'd be a really interesting thing to talk about. To be fair, you didn't have to push it hard. This has been one that I'd been... It's been on your watch list for a while, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I had it physically and I said, 
read this. We'll talk about it. So we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. If we've got time, we'll talk about other floppies we've been reading and stuff. Um, should we talk about some news first? Well, let's stick it where the news is. It's just in DC, and this isn't an Elseworld story. This is a real world story. The new DC? There's no stopping us There's now. There's no stopping them now, <laughs> apart from the fucking is. There's a lot stopping them. It's all right that they're doing the fandom and there's the Snyder Cup, but the actual heart and soul of DC, the comics themselves, are really, really showing signs of a struggle. Even more so than when on the last episode when Field Mouse was divulging loads of uh, insider knowledge and like telling us that his story in particular has like about five contingency plans for what DC decides to do next. But yeah, a lot has happened. It, this happened almost like two days after and then the week after that you released that podcast. Yeah, it's just been like every day there's been like new things coming out like DC's in trouble. Okay, things are really bad. They've let loads of people go. One third like of the editorial one third of the editorial ranks have been laid off. One third. One third, and this includes uh, people that were more than likely linked to the DCEU channel. Um, no, DC DC Universe channel. Sorry, not DCEU. Um, for the HBO Max. Which, by the way, I'm totally predicting that in two years' time we'll be having the same conversation about HBO, HBO Max, unless it decides to go worldwide. And then... You know what? I think that is something that is really... It could have snagged DC Universe that as well, the fact that it wasn't international. It well, might what was have the been... point? It was so specialist. You had to be American yeah. and just want to watch DC content even though it's owned by Warner Brothers, and sure, it was a matter of time before... So it wasn't someone who was behind the team or managing this DC Universe streaming app. Wasn't someone at least getting an earwig that Warner Brothers themselves were going to make a streaming app? Wouldn't one person have gone, hang on, guys, we're part of a larger company here? It, no, it'd be like there being a Stranger Things streaming app. Well, you know what it'd be like? Having a Marvel streaming app and a Disney Plus. Yes. Like yes, it's exactly you know I mean? that. Um, and then even more stuff happened. DC has cancelled Teen Titans, Young Justice, Suicide Squad, Hawkman, uh, and, and more Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. uh, I feel like I want to say Justice League Dark. I, I I just feel like every comic that Field Mouse last month said that he liked, <laughs> uh, they've cancelled. <laughs> Yeah, which by the way, I've um I read Suicide Squad after Field Mouse's recommendation and it is great. It's just classic Tom Taylor, great character development, really interesting new characters that he's invented as well. Um so yeah, it's actually a really good book. The only thing that I am not that keen on is, is the art. The art's not the best. But um yeah, it's a shame. A shame that it's getting cancelled. And there's rumour now this is pure speculation. I like the sources aren't reliable, but there's people saying like that they're trying to be pushed into making it not so much DC Comics and the DC Universe, Batman. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, ex- yeah, and the that, extended yeah. world of Batman, <laughs> which I've I've always said like Gotham is its own thing, but it's and that maybe Batman should have it just be sectioned off, but that's a bit extreme. I don't want to read. Hawk, Hawkman, you know, from the Batman Extended Universe. I'm sure right now, in fact, I'm going to do a little test. Because I'm on, I'm on your Wi-Fi, so I can definitely do this. I'm going to put in DC Comics. I'm going to click the news button and see what comes up. Because it is like 
every day. Also, um, previous guest of the pod, Graham Kiniston, um, he's just been having a meltdown every day on Instagram <laughs> today. Yeah. He just keeps coming in my DMs, just like raging, just like a DC and what's going on now. He's just like, where's the common sense? Like, you know, why aren't people doing things? Are just common sense, like I know it's just bizarre. Like for example, he mentioned you know Stargirl, the TV show. It's been you know it's been successful. It's been it's been critically acclaimed. There's no Stargirl book out. They've missed an opportunity. Yeah, to completely. Just do one. You know Marvel would. You know, yeah, Mar- of course Mar- they would. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel do. <laughs> they love that money. Um, yeah. So DC has no longer. Here we go. I found something pointing out that DC now no longer has the editorial manpower to coordinate as many ongoing books as it once did and the company may look or, um, the company may look all the more to proven commodities like Batman and Superman over any risky or niche properties so you're just going to have a very like almost normy DC probably going to have a Wonder Woman Superman Batman comic a Justice League comic and but the fun lies in titles like Suicide Squad where there's Guardians of the Galaxy type characters, you know, like offbeat, weird. What's gonna happen to Doom Patrol? That's already been cancelled. Like they've not, they won't carry that on, will they? I know, which is weird. You know, it's like, you know, Gerard Way's imprint, Young Animal. That's probably gonna be, that's gonna be falling by the wayside. Uh, <laughs> it's true though. No, I know what you mean. They I, will, I, like... I heard that they've put in charge now. So Jim Lee, right? Jim Lee has not been demoted. They've given him another title. Oh, I hate that. So, but they've basically demoted him, but put other people in charge that have no experience in general comic book industry. They manage the young adult novels that DC have been pumping out, which haven't been critically well received. And the, um, oh damn it, it was something else like cartoons, I think, or something like that. Could be wrong. I kind of want to Google this, actually. I also, by the way, I love the way when you said young adult, because young adult is teenager. I don't know why we use the term young adult anymore. It's teenager. and oh, the, the we, books... we should say in the UK, young adult, really. Yeah, young adult. I don't know adult. why we say young adult. Young adult. Um, but the, the books that they've pumped out, I didn't read the Harley Quinn one, but I'm aware of the Batman one. And it's like, do you want to know how Batman built the Batmobile? Like that's not really um, like yeah. The Batman that, if I was a teenager, yeah. that I, that sounds like something you aim at a seven-year-old. Do you want to know yeah. how Batman built the Batmobile? No, and like as a teenager, do you want to hear how like Batman like hooked up with Catwoman? Like yeah, give me some of that. I don't know. I'm trying to search for this, but I can't. I can't find it quickly. But you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you probably are. There's there's definitely some weirdness going on at DC. Um, that. It's 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 just that really means like every day just check up on it. It's I feel like this is the the you know up the the meme of Picard going you know mission report update. Tell me what's going on. Well, you know there's something else actually that we can discuss before we go into the uh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, because I know you like doing this. Uh, it, it's the Eisners. Oh um, yeah, I do like the Eisners. So the Eisners have been announced the winners um and you know what triggered me to think that is because one of those dc uh i don't know if it's one of the young adult ones but it's the harley quinn one that that's that one was of critically the, acclaimed one of the winners yeah um, it, it was i saw that advertised and a lot of reviewers said it was good i've not read it that's why i was kind of like as soon as you kind of like almost poo-pooed it then i was like well hold on 
Well, we'll see. We'll see what comes to fruition there, but it's it's worrying. DC's in rocky waters. Let's talk about the Eisners, though. Um, so the Eisner Award winners for 2020. Now, I'm not going to go through them all because some of them are far too highbrow for this show. And, <laughs> you know, as Ben Allen likes to call it, sequential art. I just call it comic books. Right. You know, it's too it's too highbrow for us. So we'll talk about the ones that we know about, basically. <laughs> so, best... Best drawing by an adult! <laughs> I mean, I know that's shit of me, but no, I'm, I'm with you. Sticking I'm to totally what I know, yeah, do you know no, what I mean? I'm with you. I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, this is this. Hmm, interesting. Don't feel bad. Um, do it. So, best single issue or one shot. Uh, so the winner was uh, our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters by Emil Ferris from Fantagraphics. Never um, heard of that. Now that was actually a free comic book uh, day, free comic book last year. Okay. Uh, and I hated it. <laughs> it was so weird. So, like, far too weird. However, uh, I picked up this one from Free Comic Book Summer the other week. And it's by the same... Is it by the same artist? Uh, or writer? Emil Fer- no, it's not. But it's the same kind of thing. Uh, well, and it's called, called uh, The Richard Fairgrey Monster Showcase. And I, it's, it's the same, like... Um, because the cover's got this fella on with his head open and, and all these coming monsters out coming out of it. And I saw this and I was like, oh, I hated that book last year. But this has actually probably been my favourite free comic book day book of the year. It's so good. Um, really recommend you read that. It's uh, about three different stories about these monsters. Uh, completely different each one. But this first one, the monster that's like doing the narration, he's like made out of... Um, like Rice Krispies, like, you know those Rice Krispie squares? Yeah, I can see. He's, like, made out of that. Um, and it's, like, so funny, so entertaining, so tragic. There's one, there's like, one that's an Amazon box. Yeah. <laughs> it's really inventive, man. And I don't know if this is attached to the Emil Ferris book that won the Eisners, but, um, yeah, if anyone, you know, sees this book at the comic shop, just pick it up, it's free, read it, and I guarantee you won't regret it. It's a really funny book. It would actually make me buy the real one, like, you know, the full issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So, should we move on to the next category? Yeah. Best continuing series. Now, I've got a few. When was this for? 2019? 20, well, the Eisner's is weird. It's like the Oscars where it's 2020, but it's kind of for the last year and a half, not this year because it's right. not done yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Who I'll, won it last time? Do you remember? Oh, I don't, I don't remember now. I, th- I just remember being annoyed it wasn't Hulk. So, should I read out the nominees and then the winner? Yeah. So, the nominees were Bitter Root from Image Comics by David Walker, Chuck Brown and Sanford Green. Criminal from Image Comics by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Crowded from Image Comics by Christopher Selber. I noticed in the pattern here. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil yes! from Marvel yes! by Chip Zdarsky and yes! Marco Cicchetto. The Dreaming from DC by Simon Spurrier. <laughs> Immortal Hulk from Marvel Finally! by Al Ewing, Joe Bennett. So the winner was Bitter Root from Image Comics. What? 
So, I don't know anything about this book, but it better be fucking good. Mr. Roots can stick it, like, I swear, I'm going to find that comic, I'm, I will read it, but it will not be better than The Mortal Hulk, and it will not be better than Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's a real, real And bold. Ben Allen right now going, but it's sequentially ours. And like, no, fuck off, Ben. Daredevil. <laughs> he always sends me things, and he's like, I've just read this book, it's dead good, it's a bit wanky, but, you know... And I'm like, dude, it's black and white. I'm not going to read it. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's black and white and you've got to read it from right to left. Yeah, honestly, you must get so annoyed at me. <laughs> right, so... We are but simple folk. <laughs> Best limited series. Um, the nominees were Ascender from Image Comics by Jeff Lemire and Dustin oh, Yuan. Okay. Ghost Tree from IDW by Bobby Cunro and Simon Gain. Little Bird from Image Comics by Darcy Van Polgest, uh, Geest, sorry, and Alan Bertram. Naomi from DC. Oh, yes, that by was good. Brian Michael Bendis, David Walker, and Jamal Campbell. Yeah. And Sentient from TKO by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walter. And the winner was Little Bird from Image. Oh. Uh, don't know that book, Again, so I can't comment. Naomi, Naomi was a good shout. Though. It was, and it was a, it was I a real good how much series. fun we had, like looking forward to it and reading it yeah. and talking about it. I actually forgot Naomi was a. It's a good shout. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah, but, well, she probably will never appear again. Mm, true. Uh, they've probably blown a lot of money on Brian Michael Bendis' pay, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they stopped that book. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy charges way too much. I mean, how much is it? Like, there's a double-page spread in their own comic where they could easily put an advert and instead they just put, Bendis is coming. <laughs> you think he announces that to his wife? <laughs> <laughs> Every damn time. <laughs> Best new series. Um, the nominees were... Hmm. Doctor Doom from Marvel Comics. I heard a lot about that and not read it. It, it was an interesting series. Um, I wouldn't nominate it for like best new series though, but maybe it's too again too highbrow for me. <laughs> Why is um, it black and white? No, it's just uh, a bit wordy. Okay. Uh, by Christopher Cantwell and Salvador Larocca. Great art in it by Larocca. Invisible Kingdom from uh, Dark Horse and Burger Books. By G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. She did um, Miss Marvel, didn't she? G. Mm-hmm. Willow Wilson. Once and Future by Boom Studios by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. That got like such like traction before even an issue one came out. And that is on my pull list to back get the trade. I've got it in my uh, Amazon watch list now. Yeah, you want to check that out by the, by the looks of it. Um, <laughs> another Ben Allen one here. Something is Killing the Children. That from Boom Studios. No, I've heard good stuff about it's that. It's by as well. James Tinney and the Fourth and Werther Del Erada. I, I can't pronounce these names. Werther Del Adera. That's it. I'm dyslexic. I know, but it's not like there's ever like, and that's by Colin Smith. It's always like random <laughs> ass names in comics. It's all the talent. It's in place. God, I miss Alan Moore. God, I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Tom King. Yeah. <laughs> um, Undiscovered Country from Image Comics by Scott Snyder, Charles Sewell, Giuseppe Camicoli, and Danielle Orlandini. Did I read that? Uh, I feel like I've read that, or at least I saw 
heavy advertisement for it. Undiscovered Country. Undiscovered yeah, I don't country. remember it. Rings bells. Undiscovered to me. And the winner was Invisible Kingdom from okay. Dark Horse Burger Books by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, best Writer. Nominees were Bebby... Bo- sorry. Bebby? Bob- Dan-, Dan Bibby. Dan Bibby. Um, Bobby Cunro. Bobby Kerno. Bobby, Bobby Kerno. Uh, Lad, if you can't even pronounce the names of these people, this right, right now is a pointless venture. <laughs> he did Ghost Tree, the writer of Ghost Tree. Do that, just say the writer of this. Of IDW, uh, from IDW. So the second one is um, MK Reed and Greg Means. From, they did Penny Nichols from Top Shelf. Um, Mariko Tamaki, uh, they did Harley Quinn Breaking Glass. Which is the one. Yeah. Uh, they also did Archie. Lewis Trondenheim did Stay and Maggie Garrison. G. Willow Wilson did Invisible Kingdom and Miss Marvel. Chip Zdarsky. Did White Trees, Daredevil, Spider-Man Life Story. Yeah. Uh, and the winner was Mariko Tamaki. Oh. So. What I'm not understanding here is like, in that Best Writers one, a lot of them, their books weren't even mentioned in any of the pre- pre- prior ones. So, writing can't have been that fucking good. Mm-hmm. Is it would have been in the previous one? True. Best Penciler. Nominees were <laughs> Ian Bertram for Little Bird. Colleen Duran for Snow, Glass and Apples from Dark Horse. Bill Quist Everly did The Dreaming from what DC. What is with all these comics having like really like perfumey names? What's with like the, what where's where's all the hard like hardcore like Cuz all the talents is is foreign. <laughs> no, but I mean like it's all in the the man and his fluffy dog and it's where's like any like you know bone cruncher or fucking you know sheep shagger or Jesus Christ, no Welsh people on here that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Simon Gain, the Ghost Tree, Steve Pugh, Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, and Rosemary Valerio L. Connell uh, did Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, and the winner was Rosemary Valerio O'Connell for Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. <laughs> Okay. I love the idea of like being you won best pen. What was that best? Best pencil. Best pencil for that. And they're like, thank you. But on a really serious note, Laura Dean does keep breaking up with me. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to tell everyone this. And why is no one listening? Why? Why are people giving me awards? Something is killing the children. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Laura Dean keeps breaking <laughs> up with me. Yeah. Something's killing the children. No one is paying attention. <laughs> best cover artist. The nominees were Jen Bartel for Blackbird. They did have nice covers for they that They did. Book. They really That was did. the only good thing about that book. It was as it well. It looked lovely. It did. Uh, Francesco Frank Avila for Archie. Archie 1955. Archie vs. Predator 2. And Cosmo. David Mack. He did American Gods, Fight Club 3. Uh, um, Again, American Gods look good as well. Emma Rios, the Pretty Deadly. Julian Totino Tedesco for Daredevil. You see, I'd argue against that. If there's one thing I'd change about the Daredevil run, it's the covers. I don't like them. I think they're very ju- juxtaposed into both the story and the artwork inside. You like the cover that's not him. 
that you've got as your phone background, don't you? Yeah, but that's a Mark Chichetto cover. Yeah. It's not He's, the this weird is, this is covers. Yeah. It's, it's more like um, painted, like an Alex Ross thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Christian Ward, he did Machine Gun Wizards on Dark Horse and Invisible Kingdom. And the winner was Emma Rios for Pretty Deadly. Again, silence, because neither of us know, <laughs> know that book. Uh, best Colouring. Best Eisner Awards ever. <laughs> Last one, Best Colouring which I feel doesn't get talked about enough in the comic book industry. Colouring is hugely important. Or as the joke is in, is it in the mall? No, it's not in mall rats, it's in Chasing Amy, isn't it? When they go, it's like, he's the inker. And it's like, oh, so you're just like colouring the lines? (laughs) It's like, there's more to it than colouring the lines. He goes, no, but my kid does that. (laughs) No, colouring is so important. It is. No, Um, it really is. Massively. So, Lorena... The nominees were Lorena Alvarez for Hicketeer from No Brow. That's what I've got. Fucking No Brow. What? No Brow. Um, Jean Francois Banuelli, I think, what? from Middle West Outpost Zero from Image Comics. Matt Hollinsworth, that's a name I can say, for <laughs> Batman Curse of the White Knight. Um, yeah. and Von Fries and all that great stuff very good colouring like he's picked he picked just one colour and yeah. used it on an entire page his palettes were fantastic yeah Molly Mendoza for Skip from No Brow so whoa very hold good. on that isn't a character that's someone's name yeah Molly Mendoza <laughs> she sounds like she's gonna like leave a horse's head in the bed and Dave Stewart for Black Hammer BPRD The Devil You Know yeah. Hellboy and the BPRD and Silver Surfer Black, and Spider-Man. Oh, wow, okay. And the winner was Dave Stewart. Yeah, I was going to say, Silver Surfer Black should have nailed that with mm-hmm. the ink in, because, Christ, the colour schemes in that were insane. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the Eisners. Well, the ones that I want to talk about, anyway. God God knows the ones you don't want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> but I always find that interesting. Cause I it... find that interesting normally, but this year, whoa, what a snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> Christ alive, right. people. Let's talk about another snooze fest called Kingdom Cup. Oh, or... good. Oh, goody. <laughs> because I was really worried I was going to rock the boat with this. Oh, well, hang on. Let's turn the light on so we turn... can see this. Hold on. Da-da. So, no, I don't really mean that, actually, uh, because I did really enjoy this book. Don't lie. But I'll tell you the reasons, the, the things about it that I didn't like as well. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Alex Ross... Hugely, um, huge. What, what's the right word to use for him? Hugely detailed portraits. Like it, it is so realistic. He's trying to. He he doesn't do it remotely cartoony or in any way that's considered. I would say even traditionally comic at all. He's like. He's like a real artist, like a full-on... They're painted portraits. They are. And he uses reference. You know, he makes his wife stand and pose for him. He uses photographs of people. He actually gets live, you know, yeah. people into so draw from. So he gets the shading and everything. I mean, I, and I love his work. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've got these these big size books here of Batman and Superman, Peace on Earth mm. and War on Crime. And his work is unquestionably beautiful yeah you know like i mean the way he he captures moods and you know emotions, emotions. people look real it looks it could be like a yeah. photo he's great at all that however 
when he he can't you can't he, he can't do action. Well, every, would... every action scene is so confusing. Yeah, because there's no movement. Right, it's I'll... all still. Do you know what I mean? Right. Let's let's break this down. Initial thoughts then. Before was your initial so, thoughts? So initial thoughts. I thought it was, uh, it was a really odd book because where it shines the most is where it also falls down the most. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In the art, um, you know, the art spectacular, hands down, no denying that. Um, you know, beautiful, realistic. The imagery fits in with the type of story. Mm. You know, the color, amazing. I really enjoyed the concept. I thought that was really interesting. You know, I really enjoy reading the Spectre. I think he's a really cool character. And I thought it was a bit like Watchmen. Yeah. You know? Yes, it was a lot like Watchmen. A bit like Watchmen with DC characters. Yeah. Um well I know I know Watchmen is, is DC, but you yeah, know what I mean. But DC I know what you mean. DC universe characters. And you know me, I'm a sucker for the JSA and anything like, you know, OG DC love all that shit, so I loved seeing all that. Yeah, that was that's kind of my overall on it. I enjoyed um, it. I, However, I struggled with some of the art in it for that reason I said before. I found it very, very preachy. See, the reason I gave this to you, well, one of the reasons was because you said you enjoy uh, reading stuff about religion in comic books. Yeah. Which this was heavily, obviously the the name gives it away, Kingdom Come. Yeah, and there's know. a lot of Bible references. There's a lot of Bible stuff in it, you know. Um, but so, from that angle, did you find that interesting? No, I felt this, that's what I mean by preachy, I felt like the the religious side of it was purely tacked on, and I don't mean that, I don't think that's an opinion, I mean that that's fact, because how do they get the religion in? By this old fucking Jeremy Corbyn character <laughs> who wanders around this film, this book, series of books, doing nothing. He does nothing. He's like the watcher though, he's like observing. But he's not, he doesn't even want to be there. He's, no, Spectre's the watcher. Spectre's the watcher. This is, this Jeremy Corbyn he's, is he's Spectre's us. pet. He's us. He's us. He's not, he doesn't want to be there. We'd be like, this is fucking cool. Get <laughs> to the shit. He's like, why have you brought me here? He's I like, didn't want to see this. He's like Ben Kenobi. Yeah, he's just, it, it, he's like, you know it's, what it's like? It's almost like they've tried to do uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. With yeah. death yeah. showing him around and people showing him around. This is what's going to happen and stuff like that. But instead of the whole point of it was... The whole point of that is to change Scrooge and to to make him have an arc. It's not about who who he sh- and the people he's showing mean nothing. They're just that's what he sees and changes him. This guy, I don't really feel has an an, uh, an arc. They try and make out like oh he's a bit despondent, but by the end he's he's back in church preaching. But I didn't really see him. I didn't really feel that was an arc deserved, or I didn't really care. And then it's it's more about the other characters, but then. Because it's more about the other characters. Why I don't want to see yeah. it from that angle. I yeah. want to see it from Superman's opinion, mm. uh, view. I hated that, mm. and that we as soon as we got like I was one. Where is it? Was this book one? I've got my hand now. Book one. As soon as I opened it, and this old man was walking round, and I just glanced over and saw he was on the cover of two. I went, oh bollocks! <laughs> I just knew that like 
this guy, I was like, this guy better do something good. It better be something twist or amazing. Yeah. Even like when he finally shows up, one point Superman's like going, why are you here? And like, <laughs> why are you? And he's like, the guy's like, I, I guess I, I do know, but I don't know. I'm just here to warn you stuff. Piss off, get out of the way. Yeah. Just, the yeah. interesting stuff was the superhero action. Yes, it and, was. Um, you know, the Watchmen type, uh, you know, Calm conflict down. and... Um, it was because it was the stakes were high, man. They couldn't get much higher. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I, I really enjoyed all the the different characters. You know, the alt characters, obviously, because it's like an Elseworlds book. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the, the jarring thing for me wasn't Jeremy Corbyn wandering <laughs> about uh, because I just kind of I got that. You know, that's the device they want to use in this story, whatever. Um, I'll just try to you know enjoy it as much as I can with with having to read his stuff now mm. and again. Uh, the thing that got me was the um, the, the jumbled art. Yeah, that's, um, I'm, I'm actually with you on that. And it was weird because I was like, hang on a minute, this is Alex Ross. What? Wh- why am I having such a problem with this? And it's the movement. It's He's so static with his, his work. Well, there's a good example like that. All but the superheroes fl- flying you towards You can't tell what's going panel. on. They're flying towards the panel and that's about it, but there's no... Like you said, there's no movement, there's no whoosh, there's no bang. Yeah. There's no, you... I mean, I know that's the style, but like sometimes you couldn't even tell like who was fighting who, who was the good guys and who was the bad guys. Like, do you know what I mean? And it was so hard to understand that anyway because they were new characters. So you're like, well, wait, who's this? So there was no like backstory for them either. So you didn't know who they were or like. So that was hard enough as it was to grasp who yeah. is who. And then, like, trying to figure out the jumbled fight scenes. Do you know what I mean? And by the way, before, if anyone decides to go, well, that's just a style, man. Like, that's what he does. Wrong. Because in book two, someone grabs a secretary's neck and cracks it. And it even says, crack, oh, yeah. next to it. So he does so do... that does happen. Yeah. He just decided to omit loads of bangs, wallops, clangs, and my favourite one ever, wank. Like, he, th- there's loads I of... I love a good wank. Also, like, I did... I, I th- and the only other thing that was really off-putting was I thought, why is Wonder Woman wearing, like, what she wearing? It just wasn't practical at all. <laughs> like That's the classic Wonder Woman, though. I like that. Is it? Is yeah. that classic Wonder yeah, Woman? Yeah, it's Linda Carter, that, isn't it? Yeah, but I feel like she still wore shorts. Linda, it... No, Linda Carter wore that. Did yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, what is cool though is the the Wonder Woman gold outfit with the wings. You're going to see that in Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Um, there was a moment though that was really cool in this book that I loved. Was the bat scene, the bat scene, the bat cave scene where Bruce is talking. To, who's he talking to? And he disappears on him. And he's like, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so cool. I can't remember who it was now. Is it Superman? I just remember really enjoying that. There was also an Easter egg in here that I... Yeah, I want to, I didn't see this Easter egg. I don't think right. which one is it. So this kind of blew my mind when I... Because I was reading Doomsday Clock at the time. And in one of the shop windows is Under the Hood. You know, the book by Hollis Mason. Yeah. He's put that in there. So, I mean, obviously this was way before they decided to cross over the universes. But... But I was like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an Elseworlds like thing, you know. Um, I liked, I liked like, how they use Shazam. I was, oh, yeah. I thought that was Love very... And very... I loved his arc in this book. Yeah. Like, his his arc, especially the end part. You know, I love when Shazam gets used properly. 
and he he got used really well in this book. There's a lot of Shazam, really Shazam heavy, which I enjoyed. And then there's the um, was it Shazam, and I also felt like Luther was really good in this. He was a good villain. Oh yeah, really well done. I love how it, he works with Batman, and then. Batman is gets one up on him, and Martian Manhunter shows up. There's a load of cool moments. Don't get me wrong, but you're right. It was the art was a bit off-putting, and um, just this story with this. I, I don't understand why he chose to make it so it's just a random old man. Because that's the other thing. Even though the superheroes like, who are you, you random old man? Get out, you random old man. Like, yeah, of course it would be because he's just some random old fucking man. <laughs> It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, you know, the, the Spectre was very cool in it. I enjoyed him. Um, but the flow of it, that brought it down as well, didn't it? You know, like... Yeah, there's the shades of... The shades of um, what would be end up being Civil War with that first initial problem. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, there's, there's bits of Watchmen in here that they've borrowed from. I feel like definitely other comics have borrowed stuff from this. Like that, see, I feel like if they'd mix it up and made it so the action was done by someone else, but these moments were done by Alex Ross. Like that one spread with Shazam looking down at Superman. Yeah. That's epic to look at. Yeah. But then literally across the page, look at that Superman getting knocked out of the sky and a battle happening. Like you said, it's just static. It's so static. It does, it's, it the, doesn't it's work. It's so contradictory. I feel like this is almost kind of ruined Alex Ross for yeah me. it has for me too because like this is the first Alex Ross oh no it wasn't um, Marvels I've read with Alex Ross but that was a long time ago when I was a kid so I didn't really that get it long, as long much time ago. Um, but no I've always looked at Alex Ross's covers and his stuff on Instagram and gone that is stunning you know I'd love to read a book that by happened. him why doesn't he do a book you know and now I have read the book and it's like yeah I'm all right now, you know, like, <laughs> I'd rather you just stick to the covers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you should just stick to covers and doing, like, really nice set pieces. But, yeah, it was... I mean, it's one you've I, got to read. And I kind it... of don't understand the story. I'm not going to lie. There's one thing I don't understand. I don't get why... Spectre, because you keep saying Spectre's cool. Again, I was totally confused. Why why does Spectre do what he does and just watch and do nothing and bring this guy along and for him to watch as well? I, I didn't really understand that at all. Have I missed well, something about Spectre? Spectre is like, he, you know, he judges the people that have sinned, basically. And that's his thing. You know, he goes round and, uh, like, punishes people for their sins, essentially, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the main thing about Kingdom Come, the way it's built up, the way it looks, you think it's going to be, like, a story for the ages. And it just comes off as being okay. And I feel that, by definition, by being okay, means it's, it's borderline bad. Because it should be more than this. And you've said this about films. And I've come out of a film with you and gone, no, that was that was okay. I'm quite happy with that. You go, no, but the standard is higher than this. Mm-hmm. We can do better. And the example is we can do better. Well, in 1996, fan- could you have done better? I don't know. I, don't, I feel like you could. I feel like you could have with 
You could have realised that the art was static and got someone else to do the art, but have have him do, like I said, the covers or just those standalone moments. I feel like you could have not needed to invent a Jeremy Corbyn character and just done it. I, I, I like because it, it's it doesn't scream nineteen ninety six. I'll I'll give you that. It doesn't feel like a book from ninety six. But then it's neither ahead of its time or before its time. It just doesn't. I, I this wouldn't get made now. I'd like to think. I mean, I I said earlier, it's something that you know everyone should read. Every comic book reader should give it the time of day. I would have thought. You know, it's like that's what I mean. It's okay. I, I, if someone said, "Oh, should I read Kingdom Come?" I'd go, "Yeah, it's worth it's worth a read." For but, the art alone. But by definition, by me just going, "Yeah," I, I, like. I heard myself doing that before I read it. I've been like, "What the fuck am I saying?" Yeah, for yeah. I should be like, "Fuck yeah, read that comic, bitch." I mean, I I, that shit. I enjoyed it because I thought it was a great look at like the future of superhumans and the whole Elseworlds part of it. You know what could be with all our favorite heroes involved. Well, in there's this. been better ones done about that story before. That. Oh, Be- well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Injustice, Year Zero, Tom Taylor. Boom! Oh, yeah, oh. Okay, but if before this was even written, Dark Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. the, that's yeah. a similar concept yeah. of like the future of heroes. Yeah, well, that's like that's worlds apart from that. Isn't I know it? this know? is ten years later, yeah. and it and it, yeah, so it has more chance to build on. And that. it's got way more characters in that they could have done stuff with. Again, though, do we? Do you feel maybe the characters? There's a lot too many characters. I feel yeah, like possibly, and I think throwing Inspector and Jeremy Corbyn was. Uh, Probably the wrong choice for it. I mean, this guy's in all the comic, and he's the main character. Do you remember his name? Jessa. No. Exactly. That's why I call him Jeremy Corbyn. That's how shit he is. Yeah. He just doesn't. He doesn't even doesn't make any kind of impression on you whatsoever. I'm flicking through it now, though, and it looks so nice, though, doesn't it? it does, <laughs> like... but... When I, I say loved... like some... oh, this was a cool bit. I loved that the fact that Superman has made his own farm. Like it's made like virtual. a virtual, yeah, like Smallville, and he's living with his ponytail. Don't lie, and stuff, he's like. playing Farmville. He's playing Farmville <laughs> instead of saving the world. He spends his time playing life-size Farmville. No, I really, I, I did really like parts of it. I, I, you know, obviously, I enjoyed it more than you. You seem quite mad on it. Um, I honestly thought you were going to go, can't we talk this? So, what do you think of Kingdom Come? And I thought I was going to let all the air out of you like a fucking balloon. No, I, ex- I expected you to like not love it. <laughs> you but you I, bastard. But I was interested in hearing your opinion on it, especially to do with the religious side of it. And Like I said, the religious side is definitely tacked on. It doesn't need to be the... Power Girl as well. She was good in this. I love Power Girl. It, it just... Like, like it's not like when you t- when you get the quotes. Did you? Um, there's always a quote at the, is it at the at the beginning or at the end of the Watchmen. There's always a quote um, at the beginning of every Immortal Hulk. There's a quote, and they're really like well researched and they fit. I just felt like everything in this was kind of like find they, like they wrote the story and then kind of found a quote to match the story rather than find the quote and build around that. It just. Yeah, it, it felt forced. The whole thing I, felt forced. I quite like the pretentiousness of it. Like, you know, you, like you say, with those quotes and stuff. Like, that to me, that's me being highbrow. 
Is like, that your is that your sequ- sequential that's art? That's my definition of sequential art. <laughs> like I was reading these books and getting dead into it, like dead deep, and reading those quotes and going, "Oh yes, I think I might post that as my status on Facebook." <laughs> you know, like getting like dead uppity on myself. I like, can picture you just like after you've read it, you just go to the mirror and just like in Spider Man Three, just like give yourself a fringe, <laughs> just like do that. Like, no, yeah. I really, I did really get into them. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. I'd recommend it, but you would. Do we maybe. mark shit out of ten? I can never remember. Do we? Whatever. We'll mark it out of cheeseburgers if you want. I'll give vegan it, cheeseburgers. I give it. Well, in the, I give it ten vegan cheeseburgers. So what's that equivalent? That's to? the equivalent to about four, five good, good beef burgers. <laughs> out of what? Out of ten beef burgers. What you give it like four or five out of ten? Yeah. Oh. I'm really not fussed on it. Like, wow. I wouldn't want to read it again. Like you said, the, mm. the art is... Right, let, let's break, Let's just quickly break this down. Do I like the story? It's okay, but it's full of holes. Do I like the art? It's okay, but it's full of holes. Do I like the characters? Some are okay, some are full of holes. There's just a lot of that, and because there's so many inconsistencies, it goes down to just being rubbed down the middle about a five. That's fine, just fine. I'd obviously rate it higher than that. Probably too high. I'll give it an eight. What do you rate lower than an eight? Everybody, we've been to see, we've been to see films, and you've walked out like, like offended by the film, just being like, it's awful, terrible. Batman v Superman. Yeah, I go. What I gave that a seven. A seven? Yeah, I was like, but you hate it. I've rewatched that since, and it's much lower. Um, uh, no, I, I, I give it an eight because I, I, I would reread it. I. I got into it, um, I loved the art, and there was only small problems that I had with it. So, mm. for that reason, you know, Agreed I give disagree. it a solid eight. Agree to disagree? Okay. So, I mean, we've been going for 45 minutes. Do you want to talk a little bit about some other books we've been reading, or do you want to wrap it up? No, we can talk about, I feel like, you know, at least one, yeah. one man in Japan... The uh, us talking about what we've been reading. And yeah, fuck it. Let's let's go a little bit longer. Let me find. I mean, nothing's ever going to beat our two-hour, forty-five-minute doomsday clock episodes. So. <laughs> um, to anyone fact, that suffered through that, well done. They only got about three downloads. I think that episode. <laughs> um, I, there's one comic I want to talk about. Amazing Spider-Man, Sins Rising. Yeah. This is, this is beginning. This could. I don't want to drop this comic. This this story's pissing me off. Oh, no. Is it because there's no kindred? I don't like this... Right. Sinita. I like him. Right. He's got the same name as Simon Carroll's best girl, Sinita. So I can't hear it as like a threatening name. I just hear Sinita like that. Also, as he's been pointed out in the latest issue as someone's gone he's just like the punisher he is it's just a punisher <laughs> except but he's, he's got a purple he's got a pur- a, like uh what's his name uh like baron, baron zemo, zemo. Yeah. so it's just baron zemo it's a punisher in zemo clothing and i also don't it's worse than a wolf in sheep clothing <laughs> a, 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 a punisher in zemo clothing um and it's it just the, the this last issue the paneling and storytelling was so jarring and all over the place I got like I had to go back and read it again because I didn't really know what had gone on oh. and like I, like there's bits which happened and I thought is this a dream and then it carried on and I was like okay so it's, it's not a dream but there's like a bit where 
he like touches Spider-Man and Spider-Man falls to the ground and pieces of him break off and it, that that's never addressed. It's like was that in his uh, head? Or? This is issue forty-six you're talking about. Yeah, the latest but, one. Yeah, that wasn't that good. Yeah, <laughs> the one before that I liked. The one before that I didn't mind, but because it's set up this, I'm more annoyed by that now retrospectively. Right, right. But yeah, it's I don't like this so, character. Mm. I don't like this bad guy, and I don't like he's just randomly come out of nowhere. And again, it's apparently linked to Kindred, but I well, want Kindred yeah. to to make his move. I mean, maybe Kindred's resurrected this fella. Another one to sort of throw at him, another you know distraction. You know we're almost fifty issues in now, and Nick Spencer, he's dragging this out. Now I know what he wants. He wants this to be another, uh, you know, who's uh, is it the, the Hobgoblin? When there yeah. was that big thing of like who who it was, you know, like that was originally that was another yeah because no one knew. Or who's the, or was it Green Goblin? No, it's it's it's, it's oh it's Green Goblin. It's Green Goblin. Because it was meant to be Ned, wasn't it? it was, that was well. That's eventually one of the fights that the Stan Lee fell out with. Yeah, but I know he's trying to do something like that, where it's like this long-spanning run where it's this mystery throughout, and he's teasing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else have we got coming? I'm just having a look now on Amazing Spider-Man solicitations uh, cover fifty-two. He's tussling with Kindred. So you'd hope that you get some answers in this. Mm. But they're doing another point issue thing. You know, they did with Hunted, where it was point HU mm. in between them. So they're doing that again with point LR. Uh, I don't know what that stands for, though. What is this story arc that we're getting? Uh, no idea. Last Remains, it's called. Now that sounds like that could be linked to Kindred. Yeah, and like issue 50.LR is a cover. You get Miles Morales. You get Silk on there, Spider-Gwen. Oh shit, show me. So Show me that. So yeah, that could be interesting. That is getting bought and framed. That is beautiful. So you're going to go all in on this LR. You said you were going to drop it a minute ago. That's what I said. I was like, he's, he's pushing me away. But I'm already 45 in, and if I've done... It's like being mad at someone. Like, they've done 40 good issues. There's been five funny ones, and this is this is one of them. And if, even if the next four suck, I'll still stick with it, because it's actually been a pretty entertaining run, as much as Field Mouse kind of kind of dicked it last week, last week or the week before. It was like, nah, it's been a bit shit. I have actually enjoyed it. And I haven't minded getting my balls tickled about Kindred. It, the cover 51 looks pretty cool too. Doctor Strange is in on it. Oh so. my... Oh, that's hitting frames as well. <laughs> dude, all right, okay. It's like he heard me. All right, yeah. I'm back in. I'm back in. Yeah. All right. Just when I thought I was out, out, they pulled me back, back in. in. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I've been reading that. Um, and... Um, not much else, you know. Oh, in fact, Deceased Dead Planet. Let's talk about that, because I've got issue two here. Um, yeah. That's where we're up to, isn't it? Yeah. Issue three ain't out yet. Oh, you've got the... I got the regular covers the this time. Cover. Because I really like David Finch. So, I've made that decision to switch. Because I've got all the other ones. Um, the first one, and on Killables, I got the 
horror movie variants, mm-hmm. you know. And they did movie variants for this too, but they weren't really horror movies. I don't know, I don't know what they were. So they were they like apocalyptic movies. They weren't as appealing to me. So I've gone for the David Finch regular covers, which I really like. Um, yeah, as usual, Tom Taylor's fucking nailing it. Yeah. Fantastic writer. My favourite writer right now. And it's just more just kind of campy nonsense, especially the end there. Oh, no. I, um, see, I, I was really confused. It's as campy, but as campy as an 80s slasher film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the kind that I mean. You know, it's just like, it's very, it's it's a lot, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. Like, as soon as it went, it's Plastic Man. I, uh, I, I, vi- I audibly went, oh, shit. So did I. <laughs> so did I. Like, I, I, immediately, I immediately was like, they're dead. Yeah. They are dead. There's no way. <laughs> Me and you are big, like, Plastic Man fans. We yeah. know, like, he's an untapped source of yeah. amazing power that I'm, no one does. Yeah, that was such a fucking cool moment. And this is what Tom Taylor does, obviously. The rest of the book is fantastic. But every cliffhanger is just like, oh, shit. And he yeah. makes you audibly say that, you know, when you're reading the book. And that is the, a, the talent of that man, where he can he can create... Uh, you know, a reaction like that in the reader to audibly Go. do something or react, you know, like... Um, but, yeah, it's just fantastic stuff. Absolutely love it. The art is great as well. It's and, perfect. And uh, Damien is getting a little bit jiggy with Cassie. That's right, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are, they are getting close now. Oh, yeah. you, you see that a bit in um, in the gap between this and that digital book, Hope at World's End, um, which is... Again, fantastic, <laughs> amazing series. But I think we're going to see more of um, what's his name, running Green off. Canary. Green Canary oh, running I off. With, I love it. I love it. I, fi- I feel like it's going to come back. Infected Ollie. Yeah, I don't know what she's going to do, but I feel like that's going to come back and bite everyone in the ass. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know about Poison Ivy when she was like, "Don't you fucking dare bring that cunt in here." <laughs> you I know? know I'm with her. No, you're yeah. infected. That's true. I mean, they have been like. It's like it's like someone going to a uh, an O2 phone store where they've been infected with COVID and having to cover their shifts. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, I did wonder at the end though two things: one, um, the greater evil, mm. who they are, who's the people who are somehow like I don't know how to explain. Not in control, but they've definitely found a way to make it so that they're the only ones. Like, they don't want to be disturbed. They're draining a lot of... That's the whole point, isn't it? They're draining a lot of power from the, the Earth, and that's why... Um, what's his name? Wants them to go down there to uh, fucking figure out whatever it is. Harley's really funny in this as well, isn't she? Harley's funny. With a little... Everyone's written as well. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. written as well. Well, I mean, against Tom Taylor, he, ha- he, he seems to have this knack where he can just write everyone perfectly. Like, he knows how to write every single character of the DC Universe. Like, this man is on fire. Um, what is the name of it? The, the giant green... He's had his own show. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. I wanted to say Man Thing, and I was like, no, nah, it's not the same. That's uh, the Marvel version. Yeah, Defo is. No, Swamp Thing... Um... Swamp Thing brings them there. and I, I don't see how Swamp Thing can die. Even if he's eaten by Plastic Man, I just don't see it. Because I feel like something is just like grass and tree. He's the green, isn't he? Yeah, so I don't get how 
he'll die, but it shows him falling into the pit of plastic well, man. Well, if you remember um, in the animated movie, uh, what was it called? Apocalypse War? Yeah. He died in that pretty spectacularly, didn't he? Does he? Yeah, yeah. Does he? I thought he just like was like, I don't want any part of this. I thought he ran off. But that's been that's been good. I've still I still haven't read the other ones you told me to read. I have got the the app to tell me how to read them, and so I can read them. But I haven't. Oh, the digital ones. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Hundred percent recommend all the Tom Taylor stuff on there. Uh, Deceased Hope at World's End. That's the sort of like the anthology book that he's doing, which bridges the gap between the first Deceased and Dead Planet. Really great. Uh, but the exciting one, which he's been teasing on his Instagram, oh, yeah. like a little prick, <laughs> was uh, Injustice Zero Year, which is just amazing. Like uh, Chapter 4 came out yesterday, and I just posted on my Instagram the cover of it, and a panel from inside, and I just put, don't sleep on this, because seriously, this is a book that you want to read. It's up there with um, Hope at World's End as my favourite books of the year. Ironically, they're both digital. They're digital. And it's like, I don't want to do this, because it goes against everything I that I stand for. I feel like this is where, I don't know if you watch, but I feel like some people who do listen to this might know, there's a gamer called Jim Sterling. He has a channel, and every day, every day, every year he does like his games of the year, but he has one rule. If it contains the ability, like loot boxes or loot crates, you know, where you've got to pay to play or gambling in it. Oh, um, microtransactions. Microtransactions. Yeah. So if the game contains mi- microtransactions, it cannot be nominated. And there's been a few years where he's gone like, this has been my favourite game this year, but I can't put it forward because it contains microtransactions and they, I ethically disagree with them. So it's not getting it. And he's quite a big game reviewer. Like He gets sent stuff... And if it has that in it, it's like, just so you know, this will not get be in any awards. I will not give it 10 out of 10 purely because it's got microtransactions. And I feel like you may have to hold hold steady with your field mouse crew and be like, even though it's your favourite comic, it doesn't meet the need, it doesn't meet the requirements of being a comic. I mean, it's online. The thing only. is, right, I mean, we'll talk about this, I guess, in more detail on the Chris's Comics Best of 2020 when we do it. Mm-hmm. But... For my book of the year, the criteria is what am I most excited to read when it comes out? What's at the top of my um, fictitious pile in this case? You know, mm-hmm. what am I going to read first? And it has been these books. It's been, I'm so excited over Dead Planet. If I got, like, if I could get a person from the year 1910 and I brought them into this room now, I'd pass them one of these and I went, what's this? What's this? What's the place they go? It's some form of, it's some form of book. Yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. And now, if I pass them that tablet with the artwork, I'll go. What's this? They wouldn't fucking say book, mate. They wouldn't <laughs> well, say book. You no, just said it's say your favourite book books, of the year. It's not a book. <laughs> well, regardless of sequential art of the year. The cri- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's obviously set before the events of Injustice. Um, and it is just absolutely wonderful. The latest issue, Chapter 4, which came out yesterday, um, did did you see the, the Joker panel that I put up? Yeah, is this all about him not being a na- um, Nazi? Yeah. That's, that's made right. the news. 
Hey, that's made some news. That oh, has it? Yeah, this is. I am going to read. I am going to read some of this shit. It's it's so good, man. I mean, but it's this is what this is the problem. If I want to read comics, I look at a book. I look at that. I don't think of getting my phone and scrolling through. I tried to do it with something the other day, and it didn't work. I'm going to try it on a tablet instead. But so, I, I found it very hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. I'm obviously I much prefer to have a tactile thing in my hands that I can mm. feel the pages turn the pages, and I actually enjoy looking at the thing there physically more mm-hmm. than looking at a screen. Yeah. Obviously, it's a no-brainer. But, you know, in this case, this book's just too good. Th- th- these pictures are just too good to, <laughs> to not read. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So Tom Taylor said himself that this is one of his favourite Joker moments that he's written. So it's it's right at the start of issue four. Um, and him and Harley are, like, talking to this guy about the war and stuff. And uh, Joker said... Okay, fascinating story so far, Andre. But let's hurry up and get to the Nazi killing. And he's like, I thought you'd like them. And Joker's like, what? I'm an American. I fucking hate Nazis. I'm a homicidal maniac, not a traitorous bigot. <laughs> and it's just such a good moment. It's yeah. like Even the most fucked up, psychotic, <laughs> like murderous bastard in the whole DC universe is like, oh, I just kill people because I hate people. I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but this is this is what I was trying to point out to Fieldmouse last time. I was like, oh, the Nazis, yeah. the Nazis, awful Hydra, just hate everyone. Yeah. So in the latest one, you know, you get some uh, JSA, which is just always a winner in my book. You get the original Green Lantern, the original Flash, Black Canary, Doctor Midnight. There's also a character called Amazing Man, which I'm not familiar with. I don't know if he's new. He's probably not. He's waiting to get bitten by that spider. <laughs> So he can he's really his good. Name. The, the Spectre's in there, you know, uh, the original Doctor Fate. Um, and it's, like I say, it's all about the war on the Nazis. Uh, Why do so many of these characters have a fucking PhD? Why is there a Doctor Fate and a Doctor Midnight? <laughs> What's Doctor Midnight do? I thought Doctor Midnight was Doctor Fate until he said his name. No. Who's Doctor Midnight? Doctor Midnight. Uh, hang on a minute. He sounds like... He sounds like, you know, the member of the Muppets who played the piano and had the gold teeth? <laughs> Doctor, and Doctor Midnight. And, like, there's, he got Animal on drums. I think he was even called Doctor Teeth. I don't know. He's, he's you know, old school DC. Um, I'm not going to ruin it for you because I want you to no, enjoy I'm gonna this. I'm going to read it. Um, but the Nazi stuff and the Hitler stuff is, is... It's another moment where I went, Oh, shit! Right. Audibly, you know, it's just like it's so good, man. So I can't recommend it enough. Please uh, go read it, buy it for ninety nine p. Why not? Mm. Um, well, because if you do, you're gonna uh, encourage digital only comics. So don't do that. All right, That's... yeah, don't do that. Go to this naughty website. Find <laughs> it on the naughty website and read it for free to point out that this method does not work and they need to print comics. I mean, I've been talking to Tom Taylor on Twitter. Just have hang you on a though? Just have you? Have you actually had full conversations? Well, with he's him. been liking my stuff, and I've actually talked to him. And he said that um, they're planning to do collected um, prints of these physical books at some point. Mm. But you know, with DC and Taz, well, the last time I knows. talked to someone about collective prints of books, it was when I was uh, had a conversation with Mister Donny Cates. Uh, about Absolute Carnage and he did point out to me like they were doing an omnibus of the entire Absolute Carnage and it was like 10 months from then and that's why I began 
buying it the way I did instead. But like, I was like, what, 10 months? And he was like, yeah, man. It's like, that's how long it takes us to get like everything together. So when he says there'll be a collective print, it could be ages away. Yeah, it probably will be. And there's no way I'm waiting. Seven, because... six, five, four, three, two, one, and... Hold on, what's going on? What is this? Why is it going to minus? I've got an eBay bid on that Captain Marvel number 18. <laughs> What about that hot book that everyone books as a first appearance? What? I missed out. How? It said I was winning? It what? said I was winning? What did you bid? I bid. Hold on. I... Let me hear what it says. Someone's I... gone in at the last second there, mate. No, I've won! Ha-ha! Oh, good. I've won! <laughs> How much? £12. Ooh. I'm happy at that. Every... Honestly, it's like 25 quid everywhere. Everyone... I will happily That's get... what you get for not having a pull list, though. Well... You could have saved yourself a tenner. You see this? A tenner, fuck off. It would have been... It's about £3.50, you know that, £4, and then you've got to take into account driving to Liverpool, and then paying for parking, and then or paying for parking, and well, then paying for a train. All right, so I'm, eBay, I'm... you would have got it cover price. Yes, but... I'll, I'll, I'll but it's not that. like you do a, a comics list every week and know what's coming out or anything. <laughs> it's, it's not like I know that that character's going to be like some random character. I'm happy. It's also a variant cover as well. Oh, that's cool. So that's why I was, I was bidding on it. I went, you know what? It would have been a bit more anyway. So carrying on with the books we've read. Sorry about that. I have dipped my toe into Empire in a um, Marvel event. Right. Um, Someone I'm saying, oh, I've literally just dipped mine now. Kind of regretting it. It's, uh, <laughs> very meh. I've, I've read uh, Lords of Empire, which is like these three one shots that they're bring, bringing out of. Uh, they're the main characters, like Emperor Hulkling and Celestial Messiah. Um, they're going to do a Swordsman one that's coming out, I think, next week. Um, but the, the weird thing is about these books, they're they're quite important in like establishing the characters saying you know giving their backstory saying who they are and then sending them on their journey in the empire storyline mm. but these should have come out like at the start because we're right in the middle of it now so reading these books now in the middle of the event which i'm not really doing anyway i'm just reading tie-ins from titles that i'm currently pulling anyway mm. i'm not reading the main the main event but yeah i just find it odd that they're bringing these out in the middle of it when really they should have been epilogues. But is it not? No, epilogue's not the right word, is it? What's before? Prelude. Yeah, it should have been preludes to the event. So. Are they not now technically prequels because uh, they're kind of like you're seeing, you're going back. It, I, I like it when stories do this sometimes. Yeah, but these, but... honestly, they tie right into the start of it. So it doesn't make any sense that they're releasing them in this order. I mean, maybe it's a COVID thing with scheduling. Yeah, I don't know, but but that wasn't my only criticism. That you know, it wasn't that good anyway. Um, but something that I do want to talk about quite a bit is Dark Knight's death metal. Oh god! Uh, because you know, I told you that death metal ain't that good. No, Phil Mouse disagreed because he's took Snyder's cock. Um, <laughs> And he manages to mute out all the mouth noises as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I picked this up and on the sole basis is I heard about it and I was like, well, I've got to to read that, clearly. It's a a one-shot called Legends of the Dark Knight. So in this uh, 
metal, death metal. They've got loads of new, new alternative Batmans, you know, like you got in the other one. Mm. But this is bizarre, like really bizarre. So you get like a, a T-Rex Batman, B-Rex. What? Um, yeah. Uh, you get, <laughs> I'll go through them in like less weird reverse order and I'll come to the, the most weird one at the start. That wasn't no. the most weird. Yeah, so, and then you get Baby Batman, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, he's just a baby. Uh it's written by Garth Ennis, that story. So yeah, in, the, in this in this book, it's like a one-shot, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six short stories in here. Um, there is uh, the Robin King, which is like the Batman who laughs, but he's in... He's Bruce Wayne as a kid, and he's wearing like a, a Robin outfit rather than a Batman outfit. And he's evil because... Um, for the sake of being evil... I guess he he ends up killing his parents in the alley, and he wants all their money, um, and it's it's really what? odd. So he's the Robin King, right? Uh, Castle Bat, uh, which is which is every every Englishman's last name according to Leal and Fieldmouse. <laughs> so basically, in this story, I'm going to have to tell you, you know, spoilers for this book because you need to talk about what happens in these to explain the characters. So in this story, um, it's obviously a dark alternative universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotham is in turmoil. Um, Wayne, um, Damian Wayne has failed Bruce. He can't, you know, he can't sort things out. So he then uh, sacrifices Damian Wayne. Uh, he kills Damian Wayne and becomes part of Gotham himself in this weird ritual. So now Batman is Gotham, literally. What? So yeah, and then there's the Batmobile, which is the Batmobile. Uh, Batman's the Batmobile in this one. He's, he's the actual. Is that a Stephen King ripoff? He's, and he lo- it's a, like a monster truck. That's a Stephen King ripoff. Uh, like it's like Christine. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's a uh, John Carpenter in it. But he's also all technology as well. So it's kind of like a cyborg one, but he's just the Batmobile in this. What else have we got? We've done them all now. That's five, isn't it? So, yeah, the weirdest one... It's definitely the T-Rex. The wi- no, no, the weirdest one, I'm about to tell you. It's, uh... Okay, so remember... Oh, I just sniffed then. See? <laughs> Field Mouse is going nuts about all this sniffing I've been doing on podcasts. So, sorry if it infuriates people. It's allergies. Yeah, it is. I- I'm uh, severely allergic to everything. That's no joke. I have to take really strong antihistamines on a daily basis because I'm just inept at living life. Uh, so... Remember the Batman Who Laughs? Yeah. Well, he kind of died in Death Metal in the second issue. However. Yeah. You know, he's like omnipotent, basically, and he can go to all these multiverses and see what's going on. Yeah. So he went to a multiverse world where um, Bruce Wayne was Dr. Manhattan. Right. So... He makes the machine, you know, like John does, mm-hmm. and all that. And and Bruce Wayne, uh, he, he gets zapped in the machine, you know. Yeah, just like Doctor ha- Manhattan. Just like Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen universe. However, one that, once that happens, Batman who laughs shows up and tasers him, takes his body, and what he's done is he's put his brain into that Bruce Wayne's body, 
So now he's he's Doctor Manhattan, but the Batman who laughs in the body of, in the body of, of alternative Doctor... universe Doctor Manhattan Bruce Wayne, right? So that's that's it, really. <laughs> uh, and so this is going to be like a big thing in the DC universe, because <laughs> he's just like the most powerful, the most powerful thing in the universe. Just have a little look through that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, my reaction exactly. I mean, isn't just like the why is it just like? Every Batman. I don't know. Is it just? Is the Dark Universe? Is the is the Dark Multiverse just people being Batman or Batman being people? Well, as the DC Universe in our world will have you believe, the DC Universe is Batman. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, it's Batman. <laughs> no one else. Batman and the others. Oh what? Yeah, so that's that's a thing that's happening. Now. Weirdly, though. I'm not going to lie, I feel like after you show him and explaining all this to me, it's like, it seems to have more cohesiveness and make more sense than Metal did. Because Metal, I just had no idea what was going on, at least they're like... Well, this is just a one-shot explaining... Oh, there we go, then. ...what's going on. The main Death Metal series, I can't, I can't even, just can't, can't do it this time. And I liked Metal. I've just had enough of Snyder. Don't don't know why. I've, maybe it's because I'm sucking Tom King's. Uh, not Tom King. What's his name? Tom Taylor. Love a boy. Tom Taylor's cock now. I've moved on. What, what the fuck is? Oh yeah, no. I'm, yeah, so that's too much for me. That it's yeah. just it's too much. Just I don't mind like the little Elseworlds story, but don't try and put five Elseworlds stories into one comic, and then don't try and make that canon. Yeah, the the Batman who laughs. As a demigod, is odd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> so. Like some of the stories in that book, they were either good or terrible, but not even fun. Do you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like just wasted time. And some of the art is weak in it as well. So that was that was that. Who could have, who could have predicted that Death Metal would be disappointing? Um, let's let's talk about a few of the books that I've been reading. So just where are we up to? We got we're just past an hour. I've right. got another 15 minutes or so. Um, got some free comic book day ones that I'll breeze through. Um, Merka Alan Doffo's Unsacred. Uh, you love that. It's coming to a close now. Um, the last issue came out last week. Still need to pick that up. Uh, but yeah, I thought I'd let you have a look at these. Um, you're you're going to hate it. It's basically like... Oh, you've shown, them, you've shown me this before. A load of like... I think it looks interesting. Smutty comics. Like, it's it's just like, every page is almost one and done, though. You know, like, like yeah. serial comics that you get in, like, a paper or something. Um, it does have a story running through it, but it's weird, man. Because, like, I mean, the main thing is that draws me to this is obviously the art. I'm not really that interested in a devil man and an angel girl hooking up, getting married and having kids. I just really enjoy the art. I find some of the jokes funny. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like to look at boobs. Um, and I like some of the smut. And that's really it. Surface level. I mean, the, the story that's been up until before they got married was he was trying to have sex with her. 
but she wanted to abstain until they were married, and they'd been together for years. So all the story was like, though, you know, the horny little devil trying to get his end away, and the punchline at the end of each one was, he, he doesn't things. get it. <laughs> he thinks no, he's I, getting I it, but he doesn't get it. Um, but yeah, it's it's different, man. It's different, and that's why I'm, that's why I enjoyed it. It's a it's a palette change, a, a palette cleanser almost yeah, after yeah. all this dark, gritty shit. It does interest me that one. I, ever since you picked it up, I'm, but you always find the little weirdly smutty ones. There was that. There was the one where I look out for the smut. People, I like a bit of smut. people, fucking pigs and shit. People fucking oh that was the same writer well she's the writer and the artist um, it was called unnatural yeah oh so we've got a little bit of a theme there yeah unnatural unsacred uh, so I've been picking up some of these free comics as free comic but summer has been going on um, some manga which I didn't like <laughs> such a shocker what what are anime <laughs> what are manga. Oh, this is oh, this is right up Ben Allen's. <laughs> it's black and white, sequential. Art. You get, I'm gonna be flipping through it the wrong way. Oh yes, yeah, so right to left. Sorry, right to left. It's about anthropomorphic animals, which usually I'm all right with, but they've got to be fucking each other for me to be interested, yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be in colour. Yeah, they've got to have a bit of cleavage at least for me to be interested. Um, the tick. Tick. That was all right. Tick is alright. That was alright. And he's done correctly. The tick is alright. Like a have a go hero. Who he does have powers, but he's just so incredibly like dumb and useless at the same time. But I do like the tick. I used to enjoy the cartoon a lot. The Resistance by J. Michael Straczynski. Now that name rings a bell. I can't put my finger on it. I think he's like a dead famous author. But this was I really enjoyed this. It was so dark and gritty. And so on the nose at the moment. It's Take that. Yeah, yeah. It's about um, basically what we're going through now. There's a pandemic with this virus, oh. and it is really scary. Is that Harrison Ford? <laughs> Hold on. That's well based on Harrison Ford. Look at his face. Look at that. Oh yeah, it does look a bit. That's like Harrison it. Ford to a T. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It, it was interesting. I think you might like that one actually. If you like, um, if you like your indies, I do. And you like a bit of uh... and that's um, oh, who's that? Him? Look at that's um, that's a famous actor as well. Fuck, he's used he's used actors' faces here. That's what he's done. He's done Alex Ross. Yeah, he's used some actors' faces there to do some bits. But meh. is this like? An, an episode zero, an issue zero. Before. Yeah, yeah, this is the start. Oh, it's of it. issue one of six. Yeah, I think this might just be issue one. And he's just giving it out for free, so yeah. then everyone hops on issue two. See, that's a good use of free comic book day. Yeah. Make you issue one. It's, it's an interesting launch, definitely, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And like I say, the uh, the pandemic side of it and the, the fact that it was so close to home that's kind of too real for me made now. it even more scary. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, reprint of Invincible issue one. Meh. Soon to be a TV show in it, I think. Oh, oh yeah, and no, I posted about this, and it had like no interest. <laughs> well, it was very critically acclaimed this series, and it was absolutely fine. I enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of you know like Spider Man Origin or something. Cross with like, do you ever watch that that shitty kids film Sky High with Kurt Russell? No. Where it was like 
Um, his dad was a superhero, and he was like going to inherit the powers, and he was no. like that kind of thing. Reminded me a bit of that, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It wouldn't make me like you I mean, know Mark, read the trade or anything. No, but... there's like, there's lots of interesting voice actors for this cartoon coming up, like Mark Hamill's on board and all. Sorts. Oh yeah, um, well, that's what I mean. I was just shocked at how many... and the fella that did. Um, Who's in Who's in Harley Quinn and everything? Yeah, Alan. What's his face? Schnuck. The guy that's in. Toyuk. He did. Um, Shurik. Doom Patrol. He was Mister Nobody, and also the guy that played um, J. J. Jameson in the original Spider-Man movies. He's playing his dad. Yeah, isn't he? What's he called? What's that actor's name? J.K. Simmons. Yes, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Rowling. That's the one. And the last one I want to breeze through, which. I think you were hoping to do a book club on this because I think you enjoyed it. Didn't I you? highly enjoyed it. So this. JB gave me a trade to read. We've been sw- swapping trades recently and stuff because he thinks I'm hygienic now because of COVID, which is great. It is. I'm not really. It, it, I still scratch my balls and thumb his pages. Doesn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Source of Country Run uh, from Vertigo, which. Uh, Seems to be right up my street. I think this is why you gave it me. Aliens. I love aliens. I love mm-hmm. UFOs. love the X-Files. Uh, but I found it really pretentious, confusing, and, and boring. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the covers, though. It, you know, the covers are really cool. I found and the it. concept of it. But then the last issue as well in this trade, like, it was meant to be like this mind-blowing thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, my mind was like half-blown for half of it. And then I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> I honestly, it was right. I, it, it sh- I think it's because this shouldn't have been up my street, but I enjoyed right, it so right. much. I liked the whole mystery of, have you ever seen, what is, have you ever watched the, uh, Homeland, the TV show? No. Right. Homeland, the TV show, the whole premise is a guy comes back from, uh, an American soldier comes back from, Afghanistan after being held captive for two years um, like as a hostage he's brought back and he's debriefed by people to make sure he's not been converted because it's unusual that he will be given up and the whole series is a constant battle and of showing um, some stuff he's doing and suggestion of actually is he has he been converted is he now a terrorist and he's undercover or and you're, are you're questioning it yourself you're, all the way through the series. You are, right. that, you are. It's fantastically written. The it, series two is pretty good as well. And then after that, just, how it's gone for four. It's on like series seven now. I don't know why because I just didn't see how you could capture that magic in the bottle. It should have been the one. But I'd liked that for the same reason. I was constantly questioning: Do aliens exist in this, or is it something else? I, I really enjoyed that part of it. That's it was right up my street for that. And by the end of it, I still didn't know. And I liked the little weird things that happened throughout it, which reminds me of like in Sex Criminals when just something's dead weird. It just it was just such a weird combination, a cocktail of unusual things and good storytelling, in my opinion. But um, well, uh, I think the reason maybe why I didn't enjoy it was because. X Files did an episode that was way better than that. Like they literally, they did. Oh, it was X Files did it. X Files did it better. X-Files where it did was, it. they were talking to these people that had um, supposedly been abducted, and it was their, you know, their the events of what they thought had happened. And throughout the episode, it changed because they put them under hypnosis, 
and then it turned out that it was the government that, that set up this elaborate UFO, UFO thing that made it look like they were being abducted, but they weren't. And then, you know, there were so many layers to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And it was so good because there was comedy in it, loads of comedy, which there is episodes of the X-Files where it's, it is sprinkled through a bit of comedy, but this was one of the funniest episodes. And there, there was no joy in that at all. And at, the whole time I was reading it, just like, this is kind of like X-Files, but not as, not as good. Not fair so, enough. No, fair enough. That was a flop for me. But, you know, we've exchanged flops. You know, I gave yeah. you Kingdom Come. You gave yeah. me a country run. <laughs> That's a nice little sonnet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll exchange something a little bit, a bit harder. Yeah. So speaking of harder, speaking of sex criminals, I read the last issue and it was really good. Um, I posted on my Instagram that it gave me goosebumps. Like, not many comics give me chills. I had to run, I won. I was fish. just like, oh. You know, like not in a, a sexy way. It's just like, okay, that's like you know what? you're like Tim the Toolman Taylor. It's good. <laughs> it was, it, and it, it's time travel as well. So, oh, you might like it. But I might. Oh, that's risky. That with me. It was really good, man. Um, there is still, I say, last episode, last issue. There is still one issue to come. Oh, so it was a penultimate. They jump into sixty nine. They go because this is issue thirty, and it's the last issue. But they're doing. A time jump and do an issue 69. Because, one, the because, number 69. Of course they would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I they? like that. I'm totally down with that. I love them so much. So, yeah, I think I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. That's, speaking of sex criminals, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where can uh, people see more of you online? If people if did to? not know for whatever reason, you can go to talknerdy.uk. Uh, go on that on, at the moment... We've been. It's been a bit quiet on the website. We get a few trailers, but there's not been many. And I normally post blogs, but I've been busy. And then I normally post podcasts, but you probably know that because you're on this. So I'd employ you to actually go on the socials, go on to at TalkNerdyUK on Instagram, at TalkNerdyUK on Twitter, and slash TalkNerdyUK on Facebook, where you can see all kinds of news and memes. And if we do post something that's going to happen on the site, you'll see it there. Sweet. Yeah, go and do that. And if you haven't already, go and check out all the other past episodes of this podcast. Um, if, if you're listening to it, then I guess you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, because that's pretty much it. That's all, all we are. Um, yeah, so you can go and check those out. And also listen to my other podcast that I have with previous guests of the pod, Field Mouse. It's called Ask a Yank, and that's on the Leal Legacy uh, slash Skeleton Crew podcast network. Did you advertise a new episode out? Uh, we did one. We did one the other day. I, I can't, can't. Oh, that's what I mean. You've done one, but you haven't released it yet. Yeah, I think Phil Mouse is went looking... still editing my mouth noises out. I was out. looking everywhere for <laughs> it. I was like reloading the page, going, I swear he said he'd done one. Yeah, we've done one. It, By the that... time this comes out, it'll probably be out. Maybe. You don't know. Me and Phil Mouse, we just, we're, we're loose. We, uh, Fast and loose. We fly by the seat of our pants. Um, I literally like I just text him like we don't arrange to do a podcast the way me and you do where it's like a week at least in advance yeah like literally I'll text Phil Mouse and go do you want to pardon he's like yeah and then like 10 minutes later we're talking and you just pardon (laughs) yeah it's just that's the way we operate so yeah go and listen to that it's where I talk to an American about how they're really strange and do things differently to us (laughs) Um, it's actually interesting this episode because um we talk about how they call it everyone in customer service like sir and ma'am or ma'am or mm. ma- what do we say ma'am 
we don't even say it. We that's, don't. that's my point. Like I was saying to Phil Mouse, like literally, I've worked in retail for a long time, and I call everyone mate. You know, I and it's not very respectful, is it? I'm no, like, all right, I, mate, how's I, it going? Or you're right. I don't actually ever say, you know, sir, or you know, I'm not, I'm not respectful. Funny enough, and we should be. I've had that the, the other way round. I've said to a barman, mate, like. Because he was just trying to get me get me out of the pub, and I saw half a pub. I uh, still had half a pub, half a pint left, <laughs> and he went. I just went, "Oh, mate, just give us any." And he just went, "I am not your mate." I was like, I'm "Not with that attitude." <laughs> yeah, but, but we we do discuss that, and it's quite an interesting thread to pull on because I think we should be more respectful in the UK, um, especially when talking to elders, because I call people that are older than me mate sometimes. And I think that's really cheeky. I don't think I call them anything. <laughs> I think if someone comes in to anywhere I've worked and older than me, I get the name. I actually ask them the name. I'll go like, what's your name? Barry. Yeah. Right, I'm Barry. I'm Jay. And then I'll always say Barry. Yeah. I won't I won't say sir or ma'am though because you, sir is all right, but I think I think I might have said madam or ma'am once. <laughs> and, and the woman was like, I am not geriatric. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, it means, it means something different, different here. here yeah. Like, well, said, over in America, it's like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Over here, it's mom. You think of the queen's mother. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I actually think that's a rule, you know. I think there's a rule where if you meet, you meet, the, that it, this is it. So if you meet the queen, you call her your majesty the first time you meet her. Yeah. But every time after that, you can call her your highness. So you walk in the room, you go, hello, your majesty. Yeah. And then if you have to address her again, you call her mom. <laughs> That's honestly, I've, I I learned this on the in, on the King's speech. She tells someone how to address her because like right. I, I don't know what to say, and she's like, "So your Majesty, the first time you meet me, and yeah. it's Mom every time after." You need to watch Alfred that TV show. Oh fucking! Oh God. mate, honestly, I want you and Gaz to watch Alfred. Where's Gaz up to on that? No I'm, one fucking knows. I, I told him to watch it. He said he would, and he's never been back in touch. So. <laughs> but no, I need to speak to someone about that show because I I kind of feel like it was a fever dream, like. Did I actually watch that? Is that really what happened? I haven't heard anyone like, talk about it. You know, no, like, no all, one. All the DC pages <laughs> no that were like looking forward to it just haven't gone so quiet. And about the thing it. is, it's not even just like vanilla and meh. It's so weird. Well, I'll tell you what, like, it's a really do, weird show. We're gonna do. We've said we're gonna do some. Here's a bit behind the curtain, everyone. We've said we're gonna do like some DC TV podcast episodes not like yeah. we're not going to start a new podcast but we're just going to do some because there's a lot of DCTV I will actively after I finish The Boys when that comes out I will you know I said I've got nothing to watch I will watch that okay I will tell Gaz to as well if he wants to get involved and that can be on the list <laughs> I can't wait honestly because it's not what you think like you think well, it's I don't be, know what to think but you think right. it's going to be something and then halfway through it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina and it's like what is happening right okay <laughs> well but anyway we were wrapping up a minute ago um, yeah ask a yank go and listen to that it's on leallegacy.com and all the podcast platforms even more than this show is it's on like yeah. Amazon I think Amazon podcasts is a thing now. Amazon Amazon and Audible started doing podcasts. I've yeah. got a talk nerdy are oh, gonna get on the in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. And go and check out my socials too at Chris's Comics Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The Chris has Chris's has two S's. Ah. Um and follow my personal account on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield, if you so please. And uh 
that's it, I think. Yeah? Yeah. That's it. Thanks for joining me, man. No, not a problem. Anytime. Yeah. I enjoy shooting the shit and talking about comics with you. As always. We'll do it again soon. Maybe get... Uh, I know you said Podmouse. <laughs> Maybe get Feelmouse on the next part. Podmouse. <laughs> I like that. That's a new name. Podmouse. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Over and out.